Welcome to Crossroads Connection. This is a show all about having conversations surrounding life, ministry, and culture. I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at The Truth Network for airing this program. Hey, everybody. We're here for another episode of Crossroads Connection. Andy and Jamie are here with me. I'm Tyler. How are you guys doing? Hey. Doing well. Doing well. I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I know, man. We're meeting virtually again. We can't we be are. together. And it, it breaks my heart. But I'm, I'm, I'm just so encouraged to see your faces right now. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I think I think this is a this is an introvert's dream right now. So if anybody's an introvert out there <laughs> listening, you are loving what's happening right now. Being able to I am home. an introvert <laughs> at staying at home, but I'm an introvert with a one year old, which takes a little bit of he just takes all my energy. <laughs> so <Yep>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so you're you're getting cured of your being an introvert really quickly here. Yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been really good to be able to continue the show. So wherever you're listening from right now, you know, as you're listening to this program, I hope that one, I hope you're encouraged by it. And even though we have a lot of things happening in the world around us right now, I hope that over the next 27 minutes that you'll stay tuned in and be encouraged by not only what we're going to talk about now, but also we've got some incredible guests coming on later. Yeah. Well, actually kind of coming off of what you just said, you recently uh, preached a sermon called Let It Be Known. And that was a pretty timely sermon for the times that we find ourselves in. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you've been following along with us, we are in a year of transformation. It's called Transformation 2020. In fact, I encourage everybody listening to go ahead and go to crossroads.org slash 2020, because what I love is that we've been going through the Bible together since January 1. And we're preaching from where we are in the Bible. And what I love is every single week that there is something that was written two, three, four thousand years ago that is absolutely relevant and, as you said, Jamie, timely for what we're going through right now. So not that long ago, I preached a message out of 1 Kings chapter 18. And this is the iconic passage where Elijah is gathering up the prophets of Baal, and he challenges them. He challenges them basically to a, to a duel of who God, of what God is real and what God is going to answer them. And at the end of that passage, at the end of 1 Kings 18, his prayer is, God, let it be known today that you are the God of Israel. And I thought that terminology of let it be known was so impactful. And the way that that passage opens in 1 Kings chapter 18, starting verse 20, is Ahab gathers all the people of Israel together. And Elijah comes near to them, and he says this in verse 21. He says, How long will you go limping between two different opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And I think that that's such a very timely, timely message for us today on who do you think God is? And, and really the question I pose to the church that I, I love to ask everybody right now who are listening to this, to this program is, How long are you going to wait before you make a decision? If God's real, then follow God. But if you don't think he's real, or if you don't think he's relevant, or you don't want to call him your God, then follow somebody else. Uh, God's not going to share you. God's not going to share your time with people. He's a jealous God. And so I love that Elijah opens with the question to everybody, how long will you go between two opinions? And I think right now, once again, listeners out there, I'm going to just point ask you, how long are you going to wait? You know, if you're going to follow your money and your career and your success, and your job, and even family relationships, if that's going to be what you serve, or is it going to be God? And if it's going to be God, then God has to be first. But then mm. this, this iconic passage gets even more incredible as you keep reading through that. Ultimately, what happens is they put a test out there, and they both take a bull, and 
And the prophets of Baal take this bull, chop it into pieces, put it on an altar. And then Elijah says, you pray to your God, I'll pray to the God of Israel. And whatever God answers, he's the real God. And they say, okay, let's go for it. Let's try it. So they do this. And what you see happening is the prophets of Baal pretty much all day are running around the altar and they're shouting and they're yelling and they eventually start cutting themselves and they keep doing this. And and in verse 26 of 1 Kings 18, I think there is a very sad passage. And it simply says this, it says, they took the bull that was given them and they prepared it and called upon the name of Baal from morning until noon saying, oh, Baal, answer us. And here's the sad thing. It says, there was no answer and there was no voice. And then you keep reading down, down to verse 29. It says, as midday passed, they raved on until the time of the offering, but there was no voice. Now listen to this. No one answered and no one paid attention. And I think that's very sad. And I think that there's people right now, especially during this time, that are trying to find answers in things that are absolutely dead and not alive. They're trying to find answers in in their their own self, right? They're trying to find answers in money. They're trying to find answers in in their own little lowercase g gods, and they're not going to get an answer. And so I guess today what I want people to know is let it be known that God is the God. God is the God that can answer. God is the God that can meet you where you are, even though church might look different, even though life is different, even though jobs might be a little insecure, that there's a God that can absolutely answer us. And I'm just telling you, if we start to look for answers in other places, you're going to find silence and you're going to find chaos. There's not going to be an answer and it's going to be chaotic. You know, and so that that to me is the timely message of what we're going through right now. And I love that today we get to interview in just a few minutes. We're going to we're going to be interviewing two incredible leaders here in Raleigh, uh, a pastor of a local church and a director of the Liberty Church Network. Your success as a leader hinges upon buy-in from your teams, clear and consistent communication from you, and strategic delegation. My name's Cheryl Scanlon. C3 Advantage helps you steward your most valuable resource well, improve retention, grow employee engagement, and generate higher team and individual ownership. The success of your organization begins with you and depends on your team. Go deeper as a leader and watch your organization go further. Visit c3advantage.net at c3advantage.net. And we are back from the break with my two very, very special guests, Pastor Jimmy Carroll of Journey Church and Rob Wetzel, the director for the Liberty Church Network. Guys, thank you so incredibly much for joining me on this program. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. Great to be with you. Absolutely. Well, you know, listen, we are all trying to figure out, in fact, before we hit record, we were (laughs) talking about how we are really figuring out how church life and even discipleship to some degree is very, very different than it was just a few months ago. In some ways, we're enjoying it. In other ways, it's challenging. And so, uh, Pastor Jimmy, you lead an incredible church here in Raleigh called Journey Church. And first of all, I want you to tell us a little bit about the mission and vision of Journey Church. It's a church that you started, that you planted. And so just a little bit of the mission and the vision, the heartbeat behind your church. Yeah, man. Thanks for having us today. Uh, we uh, we started back in 2005. Uh, we started with eight families in a party room of a bowling alley, not far from where we sit today. That's awesome. And uh, we moved from there to Millbrook Elementary School. Uh, we From the beginning, we said that our vision was to make Jesus famous in our city, nation, and world. And that still remains the vision today, which I'm, is just a different way of saying what every church should have <laughs> as their vision. That's right. For the first 10 years of our church, we had as our mission 
to help people follow Jesus. Uh, but about 10 years in, we realized that that was too soft of a mission. It wasn't as clearly defined as we wanted it to be. And so uh, a few years back, we went, we changed our mission statement to say, uh, we want to be a church that helps people be disciples who make disciples. It's a little bit, it's a little bit clear focus for us. Yeah, man, that is a, uh, that's, that, that's, that's really good, Jimmy. And uh, I'm wondering if uh, you could walk me through how Journey Church has been impacted during this stay at home time. Obviously our people can't come to the building anymore. We can't gather for services. So how have you adapted you accomplishing that mission and that mission as Journey Church? Yeah. I mean, like every church, we're just trying to figure it out. Uh, by no means have we figured it out, but we are determined mm-hmm. to figure it out. I really do see this this season as an opportunity. I'm not discouraged by what we're facing. I'm determined. Uh, yeah. the, the mission doesn't change, right? Just because we have to stay at home, exactly. the mission doesn't change. And so it's it's incumbent on those of us who lead churches, ministry leaders, it's incumbent to figure it out. And so as a team, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to figure it out. Obviously, most of it is on the phone or it's Zoom calls like this. It's all virtual, uh, but you can still do discipleship virtually. Uh, there's no excuse not to get the, the job done. Uh, in some ways, as we start to come out of this, I think at least early on, it's going to look a lot like it looked in the book of Acts, mm. uh, where the church was uh, scattered throughout the city. And so even when we're not meeting virtually, uh, I think we're not immediately going to jump back into thousands of people in, in a building all at one time. That's not going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I, that actually really excites me. Uh, and it's forcing us right now to come up with a plan to recruit and train more leaders who would be ready to step up when we are allowed to, to leave our homes and start meeting in groups of 20 or 30 or 50 or whatever it might be to get to get prepared for that for that time because it is going to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And could you kind of walk us through what does your Sunday services and your Sunday gatherings look like? Are you guys meeting online now completely? Is, does it look the same? It's just no one's in the building or have you kind of adapted that to look differently? Yeah, we, we've tried to get as creative as possible. We pre-produce everything instead of doing like a, a true live stream. Okay. So yeah. so so I'll either record my message ahead of time. Uh, right now we're actually going back and playing uh, a series that I did six years ago. I took a small video crew to Israel oh, nice. and filmed five five oh, wow. sermons from Israel. It's called Origins. The content is so relative to what we're facing today with this pandemic. Talking about end times and prophecy, how God prepares you in a dry season, faith versus fear. Just a lot of topics that are relevant to what we're facing today, and it's really well produced about. 50% of each video is B-roll. So people who will never get to go to Israel, we bring Israel to them. Oh, wow. uh, obviously, all of our music is pre-produced as well. We are still trying, like every other church, to figure it out. You know, we're trying to keep it as, as tight as possible, as short as possible. People watching on their mobile devices or their TV, they just don't have the attention span what they would have sitting in in the in, you know in our auditorium yeah. for our live service. Yeah. So trying to get creative with it, make it as simple as, as, as possible for people to access it. And then, and then during the week, trying to provide as much content as we can put as much stuff out on YouTube and Facebook and everything mm-hmm. everybody else is trying to do. Yeah. That's awesome. So Jimmy, in what ways are you encouraging your church to continue in their discipleship journeys right now? So that's a great question. I mean, what I continue to say to our people is when crisis hits and there's no doubt we're in a crisis, right? As followers of Jesus, we don't shrink back, we step up. As followers of Jesus, a season like this is a test for us. It's a test to tell us, are we who we say we are? Do we believe what we say we believe? And our neighbors and our family members and our coworkers, they're all looking at us. They know that we're people of faith. During this season, I think it's a great opportunity for people who claim to be followers of Jesus to accept and embrace personal responsibility to help other people find and follow Jesus. 
just because you can't do that in person in, in most parts, you can maybe with your neighbors, but just because you can't do that with the, with the masses, those, you know, those where you live, work, study, play, and shop, you can't do it with all of them uh, in person. Again, it's like I said earlier, it's not an excuse to not keep making disciples. You can figure out a way to get it done. It's like target evangelism. Identify people in your in your circles of influence that you know uh, need Jesus and strategize a way to, to be Jesus to them, to be a voice of hope, uh, to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Again, to demonstrate that we are who we say we are and that we believe what we say we believe. Yeah, that's a really good, Pastor. And so let's back up just one step to the okay. terminology discipleship. I would think that most people should have a pretty good understanding of discipleship, <laughs> but, uh, but I've been around, you know, 25 years of full-time ministry and I've seen all over the board. I'm sure you have as well. So how, how would you just simply define what discipleship is? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's in the simplest terms is, is training people to be more like Jesus, right? I mean, Jesus is the goal. Uh, the Bible is not the goal. We study the Bible, but the Bible is not the goal. The goal is to live and act and love like Jesus. And so when I think about discipleship, it's just helping people be more like Jesus. If I could just say it as yeah, simple as that. Yeah, that's wonderful. And and so I know you said earlier that you all were trying to put as much stuff online as possible, and you all made a shift at Journey Church a couple of years ago. So what would be, can you give me one practical way that you're currently encouraging that still to happen? Is there a specific thing that you're putting online, or is there a certain teaching you're doing, or is it really just to the small groups at homes that you're really entrusting that to? You mean currently? Currently, yeah. In, yeah. In this, in this kind of unique season that we never yeah, learned how to do a Bible school. And so we, yeah. So uh, we've started uh, several more online, what we call missional communities. Awesome. A, a missional community for us is a family of missionary servants sent by Jesus to be disciples who make disciples. That's how we Love define it. It. a missional community. And so we're we're adding more missional communities uh, online right now. And and by the way, for, for somebody who's a, a functioning introvert like me, <laughs> a, vir- a virtual MC is perfect. <laughs> That's right. Because you can you can be discipled and you can disciple other people without having to be around them. So yeah. it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it's a, it's a great, in- this is actually a great entry point for an Absolutely. introvert who, Yep. Who d- d- is intimidated about going into someone's home, you know? Yep. And so this, this, that's, that's what we're doing. We're trying to identify and recruit and develop and train more people to, to lead virtual MCs. And as I said earlier, to be ready when we are released from our stay at home order, we start to move into homes, then we'll be able to do both. By the way, Andy, I think one of the things that we're learning is I don't think we will ever not be virtual again. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there are so many business people in our church that travel, just like, in, just like at Crossroads yep. that travel, that, that can't be in whatever y'all call small groups or mission communities or whatever you do, they, they, they can't be involved. And so it's hard to disciple those guys, but now we're, we're learning that we can actually do it virtually. That's right. So we will continue to do that after we're released from the stay at home order and we're starting to gather back together. We're going to continue to do virtual MCs for us. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, this this really has caused us to not just rethink what we're doing immediately, but I think it is going to produce some really great things coming out of it as well. So let me let me stand that topic of discipleship and making disciples, because one of the things that, well, I guess I was introduced uh, to it through you, Jimmy, and Journey Church, yeah. and that is the Liberty Church Network. And Rob, you are the director of the Liberty Church Network, and I know that the one of the major heartbeats of that is discipleship. And so, 
don't you just, Rob, take a few minutes and just get people um, kind of up to date on who the Liberty Church Network is and kind of the purpose and importance of it. You know, share a little bit about the vision, the values, the strategies of it. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. Uh, yeah, so the Liberty Church Network was founded back in the early 80s by Dr. Jerry Falwell, who also founded uh, Liberty University. Right. And uh, he started this organization as a, originally as a church planting organization and a fellowship for pastors who were coming out of, uh, at that time, Liberty Baptist College. And uh, the organization evolved over the years, became more of a strategized, focused network at funding uh, church planners. And then just in 2015, we rebranded, relaunched to become a network of pastors around the country who are helping their people be better at making disciples. Awesome. So we've kind of taken a shift from just church planning to really helping pastors unleash all their people at uh, being disciple makers. So that's really the vision. What we do right now strategically is we develop what we call local centers. And local centers are groups of pastors that meet around the country on a monthly basis to talk about lots of different things. They pray together, they fellowship together. For the most part, all of our conversations center around a coaching about how we can get better at helping our people be disciple makers. So, uh, yeah, they, they, we, right now we have about 35 of these local centers, about 700 pastors around the country, and uh, we're seeing a lot of success and pastors really changing the way they're thinking about just not doing church, but really equipping and releasing their people at making disciples who make disciples. Yeah, that's wonderful. And, you know, as a pastor, and, and Jim, you might be able to speak in this too, I think that from the pastor side, there's a couple benefits of something like the Liberty Church Network. And obviously the the growth side, which is learning how to build disciples, strategies on how to do that. I know at the local center here in Raleigh, there's a lot of great conversation about what churches are doing and how they're doing it. But I think for me, it's it could be almost even equal, maybe even a little more so. It's just the networking with other guys that are in the trenches in ministry. Yeah. You know, there's just something, yeah, definitely. you know, Jimmy, isn't there, there's something about being around people that know the heartache that you're going through as a pastor exactly. that maybe other people don't. Exactly. You know, one of the things that, that I think is unique to our network, and uh, as Rob said about our local centers, is a lot of times when net, when networks gather together, they you know their their pastors, they want to talk about church growth strategies. They want to talk about how to build a culture of generosity. They want to talk about leadership development. They want to talk about all types of strategies and and helps to to build your church. That's not what we do. We we tell our guys, if you're interested in just growing your church, you're not a good fit for our network. Right. We're looking for pastors who care about, as Rob said, training and equipping your people to be missionaries where they already are. When you get a, a group of guys in a room together that have that vision and that mindset, man, there's there's something really awesome about that. I mean, yeah. when we when we relaunched this back in 2015, what we realized is that the majority of churches, at least in the circles that we were in, function as like an attractional model church mm-hmm. where the pastors, the professionals, right? And the people who show up, we don't call them customers or consumers, but we might as well because that's how they view themselves. Right. And we create, we created the, we created our own problem. We come up with cute phrases like invest and invite, invest in relationships and invite your friends, family members, coworkers, neighbors to our weekend gathering where, where, where we will tell your friends about Jesus. Right. And when they accept Jesus, we'll create discipleship opportunities to disciple your friends. And that method worked for a long time. But what we, what we started realizing is that method was no longer working and it's not even biblical anyway. 
Yep. Uh, in in the New Testament, everyone who accepted Jesus just knew that that was synonymous with with the commitment to fi- help other people find and follow Jesus. That's right. And so we said as a network, that's who we're going to be. And so to to get in a, a room with a bunch of guys that have that mindset that we're not it. Look, your church and our church is what a mile apart. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yep. yeah. I mean, I, I, and I love I love yep. that we're partnering together. Look, when Crossroads wins, the kingdom wins, right? I pray God it just blows your attendance through the roof because that's a that's a win for the kingdom. But I know you and your heart is like mine. More than I'm I'm not as interested in how many people show up on the weekend. Of course, nobody show up on the weekend right now. But whenever <laughs> that whenever we get back to that, that's right. I, I'm less interested with how many people show up on the weekend, and I'm more interested with how many of the people who call Journey Church home accept and embrace personal responsibility for the mission of Jesus. That's what our network is all about. Right. That's wonderful. And so, Rob, there's obviously people listening to this. There's pastors, there's people in churches. So who is this network for? So it's not just for Liberty grads. It's not just for Baptist churches. So, But at the same time, we want certain people with a heartbeat to be in this. So I guess, Rob, the question that's in there is, how, how can somebody get more information about it? And and what are you most encouraging pastors to do and think about when it comes to networking to something like the Liberty Church Network? The first thing guys can do is go to our website to learn more about who we are, what we do, when we meet. Uh, and that is the libertychurchnetwork.com, libertychurchnetwork.com. And so for the most part, we are a network made up of pastors from all denominations and all networks. So you could be from any denomination. Uh, obviously, like you said, these are guys who have a heartbeat to help their people be disciple makers. So uh, if you really don't care about that, you're probably not going right. to be too interested in what we're talking <laughs> right. about. But uh, but we have pastors from every denomination, all kinds of networks around the country. It's not an exclusive type of thing. We tried to make the, the door really wide so we could get as many people that care about making disciples to be a part of the network. So if you go on the website, you can see where all these local centers are, are situated, when they meet every month. And, uh, and then again, it's kind of each center is kind of unique to the pastor who leads it. Like Jimmy's leads a local center here in Raleigh. And uh, a lot of the guys that know Jimmy are in relationship with him uh, and our network with Journey Church. You know, those are the, kind of the guys that come. We have one in Clayton, North Carolina one in Broadway, North Carolina, Winston-Salem. So we have quite a few in Virginia and North Carolina. Uh, so yeah, it, it, it just kind of varies from place to place. Yeah, that's wonderful. And so once again, say the website for everybody to, for more information, if you're a pastor out there, a church out there, to go ahead and check out the website. LibertyChurchNetwork.com. LibertyChurchNetwork.com. Excellent. Well, Jimmy, with our time left, I, I would love just to ask you, as a pastor, I know your heart, I know your heart for people. What would you say to people listening right now that maybe are just, you know, there's a lot of people that are anxious, a lot of people that are stressed yeah. a little bit, and there's some, you know, there's some real economic and social things that can be happening from a result of this. So what, how, what would you say to just encourage somebody listening right now? Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks again for the opportunity to, to be with you guys today and, and the opportunity to even answer that. I'm sure like you, I've been so frustrated with so many Christians that I see online who are uh, not taking this serious, who are making people who are anxious and fearful feel guilty uh, or less than uh, Christians who are online 
trivializing and misquoting scripture and just making people feel bad. And what I, what I've challenged our church is don't do that uh, because what we're facing is real. Some people are handling it better than than others. I, I've just encouraged our people, and I would encourage anyone listening, and just keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't minimize how somebody else feels. Empathize with them and encourage them. And the, and and to those who are listening, that you yourself are struggling right now. Listen, I get it, man. It's a time of un- the, the word I use is uncertainty. No one has the answers except except God, right? Uh, we we think we know what's going to happen, but we don't know what's going to happen. And so I think just keeping our eyes on Jesus is sort of the illustration that I used with our people is that Peter, when he wanted to walk on the water and uh, he stepped out, we criticized Peter, right? But he was the only one who stepped out of the boat. Yep. And as long as his eyes were on Jesus, he was able to walk on water. It's sort of that faith versus fear thing. He began to sink. And I think it's a similar thing for us. If we can learn to renew our mind, uh, replace our thoughts, if we can learn to Whatever controls your thoughts controls your life, right? So I think practicing the discipline that the scripture teaches us about renewing our mind, capturing your thought, bringing your thoughts into, into obedience, making them obedient to Christ. And if the thought that you have when you evaluate it, if it doesn't align with scripture, if it doesn't align with what God says about you, then it's not from him. So you've got to replace that. You can't just stop thinking about it. You've got to replace that thought with, with something. Uh, you know, Paul is clear about that, you know, think on these things. So we do have that ability. So I think just keeping your eyes on Jesus, re- learning to renew your mind and make sure your, your thoughts are in alignment with scripture. And then don't get too far ahead of yourself. Let's just get through today. Yeah. Don't, yeah. don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to come. Let's just get through today. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Jimmy, that's such a great word. And Pastor Jimmy, thank you so much for what you do for the kingdom. And listen, if you're listening right now and looking for a fantastic church, please, please, please check out Journey Church here in Raleigh. And Rob, thank you so much for your heartbeat for discipleship and discipleship making and all that you do to connect pastors and churches with the Liberty Church Network. And thank you both for being on this program today. And we're encouraged by you. And thank you for your time. Thanks for having us, Andy. Thank you for joining and listening to our program today. And thank you to Crossroads Fellowship and the Truth Network for making this show possible. You can find out more information about Crossroads Fellowship at crossroads.org. If this show has impacted you, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at info at crossroads.org. Thank you to C3 Advantage for sponsoring this program. We look forward to having you join us on the next show. Perhaps you've asked yourself this question. Are you running the business or is the business running you? How might your teams grow if your teams were driving the business forward instead of you? You are sitting on a wealth of untapped opportunity. It takes courage to learn how to create a culture where your people are truly empowered to own their seats. My name's Cheryl Scanlon, business and executive coach. Working together, we'll go straight to your core challenges to sort through competing demands and realign to your highest priorities for measurable results. Visit C3Advantage.net. That's C3Advantage.net.